Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today's message comes from the New Testament reading of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the verse I'd like to focus on this morning is verse 14, which says, Do everything in love. It's not often that I preach on a verse that includes just four words, but I think we'll find that there's much to be said in those four words. Before we focus on that, though, I just wanted to say that you might think it's weird that the gospel reading you just heard was about Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he is arrested, and that we just sang a song about it, which talks about that very scene. And you might think it's weird because it feels like I'm taking you to the season of Lent, to Holy Week, because this is the first Sunday in the season of Advent, where we think about the coming of Jesus as a baby in a manger and not about Jesus suffering death. Because today is the first Sunday of Advent and we do think about tiny little baby Jesus in a manger, we also have to think about the reason that this tiny little baby came. Because this baby is not just a tiny little human. This baby is also God incarnate in flesh. This baby is, as you heard in the reading from the book of Revelation, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. This baby is the promised one who had been prophesied about from the beginning by God in another garden, the Garden of Eden. After Adam and Eve sinned, after they ate the fruit they were told not to eat. The one who had been prophesied about in the beginning was also there in the beginning. And then you keep hearing more and more promises from God about this child as you read through his word from Genesis all the way to the prophet Malachi, the whole of the Old Testament. And that's because everything God does, he does in love because he is love. Now, it might not seem like that is the case, and that is certainly what the world, the devil, wants you to believe, that God is not love, because this world is full of lots of things that are the opposite of love. The world is full of pain and suffering, fear and sorrow, violence and anger. And if God is really a loving God, he wouldn't let this happen to the world. That's what Satan wants you to believe, because that's what you see in the world, that God is a God of hate, not love. So we could ask ourselves this question, does love ever involve pain? Now we know the absence of love certainly involves pain. And I mean, that's what every country love song is about. Because when you lose your girl, you also lose your dog and your truck, and that's painful. But when love is present, is there also pain? Last month, I took Micah to the doctor to get a flu shot. He got a needle jabbed into his arm. He squirmed when it entered. There was probably some pain there. But we did it for his benefit, for his health, because we love him. Or you might think about taking a friend or family member to rehab. They might get terribly sick without the drugs they've been using as they go through withdrawal. But this is love with pain. 
And sometimes as humans, we only focus on the pain, but do not understand the love behind the pain, right? Love sometimes includes pain, but if it is God's love, it comes from the one who is love, and it is meant for our good, for our benefit. Sometimes God's loving action is initially painful to the recipient, but the outcome is a positive life-saving action. In Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday Bible studies, we're looking at the story of Noah and the flood. God is love, and he is also a just God that does require justice for evil actions, which implies punishment, which includes pain. I hate pain. Do you? God felt pain many times. With man's disobedience from the beginning, we see him say this. The Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. We could say that pain and suffering are a product of man's disobedient actions or sin, and even God gets affected by it. It was so bad in the time of Noah that the majority of those living on the earth were destroyed. Only eight people were saved. Eight. That sure doesn't seem loving, does it? It might seem loving to those who he saved, but not to those he did not. But God is a just God, and he is justified in his actions. We also know that there is a connection to Jesus and Noah as well. Because Jesus said, For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. As we think about the first coming of Jesus at Christmas, we also think about his second coming as well, because it will come like a thief in the night when no one expects it, and we are called to be prepared, to be ready. And the only way that we can be ready is to turn to the God who gives us faith so that we know we will be saved like Noah and his family and not end up like the rest of the earth when the flood came. Sin causes pain, and with sin sometimes comes consequences. The flood wasn't even the first consequences of sin either. When we go back to the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, we see that through their disobedience, some of the consequences are fear and shame and death. God created Adam and Eve, and they were perfect. And they stood before one another naked and unashamed. When they sin, they see themselves. They see their naked bodies, and they are ashamed. And so they cover themselves up. And then when they hear God in the garden, they hide from him because they are afraid. And the final consequence is death. As God says to Adam, I took you from the ground, and to the ground you will return. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And so when we look at the world, we have to see that all of the problems in the world and in our life start with us, because it started with sin, which is in each of us. The pain, the suffering, it's not the result of God. It's the result of sin. But within the pain, there is love that does come from God. Because God also promised, as he spoke in the garden, 
that he would send the Savior to destroy Satan, to crush the serpent's head. But within the battle to defeat Satan, the Savior would suffer a heel strike. Because in love, there is pain. For Jesus, the heel strike was the cross. It was his death. But a heel strike is not a fatal blow. It may have seemed fatal when Jesus died on the cross for the disciples, for any believer looking on. But it was all part of God's plan, all part of his love. Because that's why Jesus died. Because he loves you. He knows that what we deserve for our sin, for all the times that we don't do everything in love, for all the times we hate and gossip and lie and steal and cheat and give in to temptation and sexual immorality and greed and make other things a priority over him like sports and work and sleep, he knows that all of these things lead us to death. But not just physical death like Adam, Eve, and all those who died in the flood. Eternal death, damnation, hell. We deserve hell. Jesus knew that the way to undo that punishment for us was to take it upon himself. That meant he would have to die. And that's what we see him wrestling with in the Garden of Gethsemane. Just like it might be hard for Micah to fully grasp that I know what is best for him despite the pain of a shot, it was hard for Christ to grasp what was best for us because it meant him having to bear our pain and punishment and death. But for Jesus, there was pain and punishment and death in his love because that's why he went to the cross. His love was unconditional and sacrificial. He died for all people, for all sins, for all time because his love knows no limits. And because he was the perfect sacrifice on our behalf, he only suffered a heel strike, a non-fatal blow. So he rose from death to life. As Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, for as by man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Adam brought sin, and sin brings death, and so we all die. Christ brought life and resurrection, and so we who believe will rise again and live forever. Yes, there is still pain on this earth and suffering and death, but Christ's promise is what we heard in Revelation chapter 21. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. This is a promise about joy, not grief, healing, not suffering. And so what do we do while we await this promise? We listen to Paul's words. Do everything in love. Can you do it? Do you do it? Everything? In short? No. Because we're still sinners on this earth. We hate and get jealous and treat others with everything but love. So we need the love of Christ in us first to be able to love like him. That love 
was first given to many of us in the waters of baptism. Like Noah and his family were saved through the water, so we too have been saved in the waters of baptism, where Christ's love was poured out to us. His love again is poured out to us in his supper. His love is poured out to us in the forgiveness of sins. His love is poured out to us in his word. His love is poured out through his death and resurrection. His love is poured out through faith, which believes all these things by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Christ's love and with the Spirit's power, we can go and do everything in love. That is the mission of Peace Lutheran Church, to bring the peace and joy of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the young and old of our hurting and troubled world. The world is in pain, and they need the message of Jesus because only he has the answer to their pain. That he came that first Christmas, that he died for their sins, for your sins and mine. That he rose for your salvation, that whoever believes will have eternal life. And that he will come again to take us to be with him. So, for we who believe, Christ abides in us, and we in him. And we can do everything in love because of his unconditional sacrificial love in us. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.